1: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full worth by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: Game Day, y'all. Pittsburgh Steelers are taking on the Vegas Raiders tonight at 8.15 p.m. And it's going to be a cold one. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. Welcome back to Behind the Steel Curtain. And today's topic and today's show is getting back to old school football. I think that's what the Steelers need to do if they want to ensure victory tonight. In a game that it's going to be uh the atmosphere is going to be a lot different than expected. You know, unfortunately, news broke earlier this week that uh Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris passed away. It was very sudden and unexpected uh for many, obviously. I mean, there was the uh the celebration, and now Pittsburgh Steelers won't will not just be celebrating Franco Harris's uh career and and uh acknowledging his, his success as a Pittsburgh Steeler and retiring his his jersey, being the only the third Pittsburgh Steeler to have his jersey retired. Uh, but they'll also be celebrating his life and his legacy as a man. And in a very um, possibly somber situation, I mean, it was very unfortunate, the passing. And before we move forward, you know, I just want to give a, a brief moment of silence as You know, this news to me just just occurred yesterday. And so we'll do that now. Thank you, Franco. And um, may you rest in peace. Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. Uh, Gone too soon. So this weekend tonight, I'm sorry, tonight, (laughs) the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Vegas Raiders. And it's going to be a cold game, y'all. I think it's expected to be somewhere around seven degrees with a windshield in the negative digits. Uh, this is a game where I think that uh, it's going to be one in the trenches, y'all. It's going to be one in the trenches. And One positive thing about that for the Pittsburgh Steelers is they've been doing some great things in the trenches offensively. Uh, last week, they seem to have turned a corner, so to speak, defensively when it came to the running game, holding the Carolina Panthers to like 21 yards on 16 carries. Amazing. Amazing. A team that wanted to run the ball, you know, forcing them to pass. Now, pass defense needs a little bit of, needs a little bit of help. I think they're going to get some help this week. But before we get into the defense and, and further much, let's just touch a little bit on last week's game. Mr. Trubisky came in. He played played pretty decently well, moved the ball down the field. Um, you know, there was a couple of boneheaded plays by Marcus Allen and, and Deontay Johnson that, I left this with some question marks, you know, uh, discipline has been a question mark for this team this entire season. And, uh, you know, these are questions that need to be answered. It just kind of seems like almost week after week, you know, the mental, the mental aspect of the game is just lacking, whether it's pre-snap penalties like false starts or personal foul penalties or, or throwing fits on the sideline or or the boneheaded mistake that Marcus Allen made. I'm still wondering what that was about. Well, anyways, I digress. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, last week did something that I, I didn't expect for one, but I think it was probably a, maybe a turning point in this young team's short life, so to speak. You know, when you're looking at a rookie quarterback, that's only played about 11 games or so, 10 games uh, when you, when you look at the or was it eight games, somewhere around there, um, you're looking at a young team right? that's had some inconsistency. And in this last week, in my opinion, they may have turned a corner. Now, it's possible it's a little too late. You know, um, I don't think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs this year, but I think this is a good building point and a good a good time to start building confidence. And that turning point, in my opinion, was a 21 play drive that took over 11 minutes to start the third quarter. And the reason why I think that was because up to this point, the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the third quarter um, or playing in the third quarter has been lackluster and poor to say the least. And so, you know, for them to go in there and be able to do what they did and and take over and then end it with seven points, that was perfect. That was something that um, unexpected, but, You know, the the Steelers have been saying it all this year. You know, a lot of it is execution that they're on the verge of getting these little things right and that it's going to, it's going to equate to some points on the board. And that's what it ended up doing. You know, it shortened the game. It, um, it put the Pittsburgh Steelers in front. It was a, um, a, a drive that was held back by a couple of penalties where in the past those type of penalties would, derail the drive and I'm talking about you mean, maybe even the first one that was on the uh, on the return that caused the Pittsburgh Steelers to line up uh, near the 10-yard line on their end and have to drive. I think it was at the nine actually had to drive 91 yards and then at the end you know when they're getting close have another personal foul which move the ball back usually those type of plays would derail the Steelers offense and yet they were able to overcome those things, overcome their demons when it comes to the third quarter in and, and put some points on the board and really, truly kind of put the game in, you know, out of reach. Now, some boneheaded plays, put it back into reach. <laughs> Another boneheaded play, I mean, put it back into reach when you look at what Marcus Allen did. But fortunately enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to go in and take care of business and win. And move up to six and eight in the division, or in the, uh, as far as the record goes, still holding on to a possibility of having a winning record when this is all said and done. I think this is going to be one of the uh, tougher matchups that are left on the schedule. There's three. It's going to be uh, this one, and then you have the uh, Baltimore Ravens again in Baltimore, and then to final it off with uh, a home game against the Cleveland Browns. A game where I'll be in attendance with my father. So if you guys are going to be out there, I'm hoping it's not as cold as it's going to be tonight in Pittsburgh. Um, It could be though, but I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's also a day game, which I'm fairly positive given the records of both teams, that it's going to be a one o'clock game, even though it has not yet been determined at what time they're going to play, or even if it's going to be on Saturday, but all indications and, you know, kind of point forward towards it being a uh, one o'clock game on Sunday afternoon. And so hopefully It'll be a little bit warmer than the one tomorrow, but or the one tonight. I'm sorry, but with that being said, <clears throat> uh, the Steelers are going to be, uh, you know, they're going into this game. And um, first things first, against the uh, the Oakland Raiders, are going to be, uh, they're going to have Kenny Pickett. He's going to be returning to the lineup. You know, after sustaining his um, potentially second concussion, and and a little around two months, uh, he ended up missing this game. You know, the last time he went through the protocol, he he uh, he was taken out of the Buccaneers game, but was able to return the following week. Now, just because he was entered into the protocol doesn't mean that he was uh, concussed. You know, and based on the the actions of the uh, of you know Kenny Pickett after that, him being a full participant, you know, the following very next practice at practice led me to believe that he really wasn't concussed probably passed the uh, concussion protocol on the field in the stadium, but due to the heightened, um, you know, heightened awareness of uh, the concussion protocol due to the uh, recent Tua injuries at the time, uh, anybody who went down into concussion protocol, regardless if they passed the protocol test, were kept out of the game at that point. And so he was kept out. I was actually in stadium for that game as well. I was right behind him. And in my opinion, it looked more like he had gotten the wind knocked out of him, but I understand, you know, safety first. And so they, um, you know, he, he ended up exiting the game. And so in this game though, however, you know, he's coming back. The Steelers can't let, if they want to be victorious in this game in the weather elements that are that are going to be happening that tonight, I think you're going to have to put the ball more into uh, Najee Harris, his hands, put it on his shoulders, put it on his legs, and have him run the ball. You know, ever since the bye, the Pittsburgh Steelers have run, I've rushed for, I believe it was uh, over 120 yards collectively as a team, uh, every game except for one. You know, they need to continue in that manner, and they need to put the, the ball in the legs of Najee and run this ball. Warren is going to be a great compliment. It's going to be very cold out there. It's going to be windy. Throwing the ball down the field is going to be uh, uh, not the uh, easiest thing to do. Also, I think special teams might be affected by this. Kicking the ball and punting in and, you know field position. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some unfortunate shanks in this game from probably both punters. You know, you also might see some. Some missed field goals in this game or, or the distance not be there on these on these field goals because of the fact that it's extremely cold. Uh, it's gonna be a tough game. And this game, like I said before, it's gonna be one in the trenches. And the biggest battle, in my opinion, when you look at the offense, is what they're gonna do. You're looking at Cheeks of Four versus Max Crosby. You know, Max Crosby at to this point has had 11 and a half sacks, 19 tackles for losses. He's had four passes defended and three forced fumbles. You know He's going to be going up against Jukes core four. That's going to be a matchup uh, that, well, let's just say the last time um, the Steelers played them, Max Crosby got well, well um, introduced to Ben Roethlisberger, and it was an ugly scene. And so that can't be a repeat. The Steelers are going to need to. they are going to need to stop this man. You know, opposite side of him is Chandler Jones. You know, Chandler himself has had four and a half sacks, not the uh, most stellar year for him, but you know, he's still, um, he's still out there doing his thing. He's got four and a half. And he's got 35 tackles. Max Crosby has 78. Denzel Perriman, their middle linebacker has 79 tackles. And so, these guys are; those are your two main guys up front and main and tops uh, in the front seven. Now, they've not, you know, they've caused. Well, Mark Crosby's caused a couple of forced fumbles, but collectively, you know, when you look at the fumble recoveries and the interceptions, uh, they they've they've recovered a few. Looking at about seven. Re- Recovered fumbles. As far as interceptions, they've not really caught that many. You're looking at about what, four. So 11 turnovers on the year. Uh, they're not really picking up a lot of turnovers. This, is a, this isn't a defense that is stingy in that manner. And so maybe perhaps, especially when you look at their uh, lack of lack of interceptions, maybe the Steelers do take a couple of chances down the field. Uh, especially to George Pickens, man. That guy has really, really shown up. You know, he's made some incredible passes. I think he needs to be targeted more. Uh, Deontay Johnson has played well. But Deontay Johnson's been on the uh, injury report as of this, you know, up to this time. So uh, Deontay Johnson has had a toe injury, and he was limited early on and has actually not participated in Wednesday's practice. Najee Harris also has a hip that has not allowed him to participate as well. And so those are a little bit concerning when it comes to the offense. Um, Pat Friarmuth, he had a foot injury that kind of led into the reason why he didn't get a target last week. You know, after that game, I kind of questioned that. I said, like, wow, man, you know, why didn't he get the target? Was it was it the quarterback? Was it the coordinator? And to come to find out he was still dealing and and had a uh, had a foot injury, was on a pitch count and um, was probably uh, wasn't asked to do a lot more than and needed, so to speak, because apparently it was a pretty severe one. But by all accounts, he's been a full participant in practice this week. So it indicates to me that it'll be a full go and we'll probably see a little bit more targets coming his way, especially with Kenny Pick being a full participant and most likely being the starter in this game. Um, But, you know, offensively, I think it's going to be one in the trenches. The Steelers is going to be uh, Chukes versus Max four And what Najee Harris and Jalen Warren can do on the ground, if those guys can get something going and start moving the ball and take control of the drives, I think this team can do some, make some damage and make some noise against this uh, Vegas Raiders uh, defense. Well, we're going to take a step back real quick, take a quick uh, word from our sponsors. Please don't go anywhere. Be right back.
1: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fast as can, away in cars.
0: Hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Welcome back to the to the show. Welcome back to State of the Steelers, where we're talking about how in order for this team to win, they need to go back to some old school football. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel J. Welcome back. And um, before we get into it, guys, I want to remind you all that Behind the Steel Curtain has several, several shows that they offer every single day on the uh, audio end and on YouTube. Check them out everywhere, man. And you can find us on YouTube. Just search up Behind the Steel Curtain. On the audio side, just search up Behind the Steel Curtain. You get great shows like... uh you know, on the audio side, you have the uh, Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. You have uh, Bad Language with Brian Anthony Davis, Stag Geek with uh, Dave Schofield. And, uh, you know, on on the uh, YouTube side, you have uh, the Touchdown Under with Addie Pevero and Mark Davison. You have um, the, the Scho Bro Show with Big Bro Sco and, and David Schofield. The Preview with Jeff Hartman, Schofield and uh and bad, and so much more. So much more. You, you non stop action for Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. Really need to check it out. And if you're looking for something to read on the downtown, downtime, downtime, <laughs> check out behindthesteelcurtain.com where you can get all your Steelers fix. So let's get back into it. Let's talk about this game tonight. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers defensively, we're talking about how they also need to get back to some old school football. They're going to have to do some tackling because the Vegas Raiders run through or run with Josh Jacobs. You know, when you look at them um, as a rushing unit, he is the rushing unit. He has had 291 attempts for 1,495 yards, 5.1 average, 86 long, 11 touchdowns. He has had fumbled it up twice. He's averaging 106.8 yards a game. The next person in line is Derek Carr with 88 yards. And so (laughs) it is Josh Jacobs. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to need to stop Josh Jacobs. They're going to need to focus on him. We need a big game from Devin Bush in this situation because this is going to be a downhill running attack. And we're going to need him to put in a little bit of heart because it's going to take that to tackle a man of this stature, size, speed and strength in four degree weather. And so I hope you bring your um, big cleats, Devin Bush, and tackle the challenge ahead of you. Offensively, Derek Carr has been. Um, he's a. Uh, Two hundred eighty nine for four hundred seventy five, four hundred seventy two attempts. So he's sixty one point two percent completion. Three three thousand three hundred forty eight yards, seven point one average. Still on for twenty three touchdowns, eleven interceptions, been sacked twenty four times. Got a rating of eighty nine point two. You know his passing attack is very similar to the rushing attack to a certain extent. You know their their receiving core. It all goes through Devonte Adams. No surprise. You know, you're looking at a guy who is targeted 151 times. The next person is their wide right receiver, Mac Hollins, who's about half of that at 85 targets. And the yards are split pretty much the same. You're looking at Devontae Adams with 1,275 yards, and the nearest guy to him is about half of that at 628. You know, Devontae Adams has 12 touchdowns, 58 yards. This is the longest, 91 yards per game. He's coughed it up once as well. A lot of yards after catch, 417. So the Steelers are going to have to effectively, you know, go and try to eliminate these two players off this team and force Derek Carr to go to, um, you know, somebody else. You know, um, Steelers have been, you know, good in doing that, force, you know, stopping the opposition from what they want to do. Oftentimes, though, it's ended up with an unknown receiver or, or a uh, third receiver on the depth chart guy making a big name for himself. And so I think I remember a guy named Matt oh, his last name. No, it just escaped me I'll Think of it later, played for the Eagles, I believe, that nobody knew who he was, and all of a sudden everybody did. Apparently he didn't do much after that because nobody remembers him anymore. And so um, the Steelers have a knack of doing that. Uh, but in this game, they're going to have to get back to some old school football in order to do so. And it might come um, it may not be that easy when you're looking at some possible injuries here from the on the defense. You know, you're looking at Terrell Edmonds, who's not participated this week with a hamstring injury up to this point when this you know show's being recorded. Miles Jack has been limited participant with the growing. Um he's been he's been having some some pretty uh nagging injuries. Um, these last few weeks, he's been dealing with quite a bit. Um, you know, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Mark Robinson, hopefully gets more time on the defense, uh, are going to have to step in and step up, especially going up against Josh Jacobs. You know, so you're looking at middle linebacker, Miles Jack and Terrell Edmonds potentially not playing or or being on a pitch count here. And um, those are some physical guys. Those are the guys that are really good at, you know, protecting the run and, and going up against the rush, I mean, did y'all see that play last week where Terrell Edmonds ran through the offensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers? Amazing. Amazing. That guy's all heart. Um, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. I hope they end up extending him after this season. And so, you know, the, the offense of the um, Las Vegas Raiders they they got, they got two pieces and, and Derek Carr, he's um, he's a guy that's not gonna turn off, turn the ball over too much. Like I mentioned before, he's got twenty three touchdowns to eleven interceptions. That's not too bad. And so the Steelers are gonna have to play fundamental football. They're gonna have to maintain the ball, possess the ball, and they're gonna have to maintain time of possession or, or, or keep it at least even. Because you know, if they if the Steelers um, allow Josh Jacobs to get the ball rolling, so to speak. And then what do you call it? Um, if they get the ball rolling and the Steelers turn back into you know three and out city, then that's going to that's gonna kill this defense. you know you look at what they did last week. I don't think it was no coincidence that this Steelers defense maintained their physicality and their aggression and their uh, ability of of holding down their the, the run for the entire 60 minutes of the game. And the offense maintain possession of the ball, especially throughout the majority of the third quarter. And so, you know, those two go hand in hand. You know, the offense is going weak or playing weak and getting three and out, three and out, and it's continually putting the defense on the field. They're going to become fatigued and injured, and that's going to play a factor, especially in the later portions of the games. And let's be honest, that's when we've seen this team kind of fall apart a little bit, especially defensively. It's been late in games, especially with the run or against the run, and I think a lot of that has had to do with, you know, the offense has allowed the, the opposing offense by forcing, you know, by being, by not being able to maintain possession of the ball, they've been allowing the opposing offense to um, tire out this defense, and and it, it's obvious. You can see it's been a lot of fourth-quarter Issues going all the way back to uh, against the Patriots, against the Browns early on in the season. Those were fourth quarter rushing games that got away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in my opinion, a lot of it had to do with the three and outs that the offense had. And so when you see the Steelers offense maintain possession of the ball, they they hold on to it. They they allow this defense to get rest and and limit their 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 time on the field. The outcome is the Carolina Panthers only rush for 21 yards on 16 attempts. That's dominance. That's what you want to see. And so the Steelers are going to have to do the same. Um, Josh Jacobs is going to be a tougher man to put down on the ground. So uh, they're going to have to bring their big boy pants, especially in a game that's going to be extremely cold. Now, as far as the uh, injury report for the uh, the Raiders, uh, we'll go through it real quick up to this point. Their cornerback, Brock Yassin, has been uh, not participating with a knee injury. Um, Zamir White, backup running back, he's had an ankle. He's been a limited participant throughout the week. Uh, Dylan Farman, their their guard, has also been a limited participant with a knee. Um, safety, Duran Hammond, who is the uh, the guy that has the majority of their interceptions. Uh, he's been limited participant with a shoulder and a neck as well. Uh, Jermaine. El he's had a, uh, a wrist. He's been a full participant. He's going to be coming back. Uh, Darian Butler, he, their linebacker, has had a quadricep that he's been limited in. Andrew Billings has had a fibula, limited participant, their defensive tackle. They've got some, uh, they got their guard and their tackle having some issues. Alex Bars, uh, limited with a knee. Jackson Barton with a back has been limited. And so <clears throat> when you look at those things, you know, this is going to be a um, – they're not coming in too – you know, they're coming in pretty healthy, in my opinion. They've got some nagging injuries. Some of these injuries may, may create – be maybe a more – what's the word I'm looking for? It might uh, nag them a little bit more just because of the fact that these guys are going to be playing in some cold weather. I can see that being the case. And so, you know, for my keys of victory in this game, though, we'll go into that. And then my prediction for this game – Key to the game here is going to be maintaining possession of the ball, playing clean football, not turning it over. And um, on defense, you're just going to have to try You know, This team doesn't seem like they have too many different options out there. They're very focused on their main, main guys, which is Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. I think that kind of gives you a good game plan of how you want to go into this game and, and, and defend them. Um, Those are guys that you can I'm not sure you can stop completely, but you can just kind of hope to contain them and you're going to have to have a good game plan. You know, Devin Bush is going to have to have a big game in this game. I'm looking at Devin Bush and I'm looking at at Cam Sutton. I think Cam Sutton is probably going to be covering Devontae Adams uh, for majority of the game. Those are the two guys that we're going to need to look into or look at and see, you know, them have to shut these guys down, I think that you're gonna end up having to put a safety over Devontae Adams, obviously. He uh deserves that respect and commands it. And so, you know, if not, they're gonna they're gonna eat they're gonna eat you apart, man. And so um you know you're gonna have to have that type of physicality of the game. And um you know defensively or offensively I'm sorry. And as far as my <laughs> my prediction on this game, you know, I think this is gonna be an old school game, old school matchup, and I'm not seeing a lot of points being put up, especially because of the temperature or the weather. Now, if there's a lot of turnovers because of it, then there's there's that possibility. But if, I think that if we got a clean game without that many turnovers, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of drives going the length of the football. This is a game that's going to be won in the trenches. A game that's going to be won with field position. You know, I see the Steelers winning this game. Um, I think that they're uh, riding their own momentum. They're going in. You know, after the bye, they've played some good football, real good football, and uh, I think they're going to be riding that into this game. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers win this game. I said it earlier this week on the. Uh, I put it out there on the YouTube show for Big Bro and and Dave Schofield. Uh, I put out there 13-7, just like it was 50 years ago. Well, guys, that's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate everybody that listened through and and and, um, and like what I had to say about the game. Uh, this Today, this Pittsburgh Steelers will be playing. Hopefully, it's a victory. Hopefully, we'll be talking next week. The Pittsburgh Steelers, one more game closer to 500. You know, I don't want to see this team have a losing season, regardless if that means that regardless if that ends up being a playoff run or not, I I want to see this team be at least over five hundred and and taking that step and looking in the right direction going into twenty twenty three, if that ends up being the end of the season at after week eighteen. But that's all I got for you guys. Um please, if you're listening to this on to Apple or why not give us a five-star review that being said i'm daniel J. this is behind the steel curtain state of the steelers peace
2: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper